0: Welcome to the Icario podcast, where we help you break free from the human zoo, optimize your life, and become a force to be reckoned with. With your hosts, Ollie and the man himself, Shane.
1: And uh, today we're talking about virtue and meaning. And this is a part, which part is this? Six, I guess, of I the- this is part six, yeah. How to get your shit together podcast series. So how to get your shit together. The idea is if you want to live a better life and be a better human being, where do you start? That's what this series is about. And now we've talked about in previous episodes, talked about how to get your shit together on different dimensions of life, which is like physical health, well-being, that kind of thing. And then mental and emotional and social and financial. And now we're talking about virtue and meaning. And here's why I think this is important to talk about. Because if you're, look, if you're early in the journey of getting your shit together, this is a lot of what we're gonna be talking about here is kind of future stuff. Like you'll get to that eventually. But it's important. And I want to talk about this here because there are aspects of this, there are aspects of making sure that you live a life that is that has a greater purpose in a way, right? That Live a life of meaning and purpose. It's never too early to start taking steps in that direction. But also I feel like a lot of self-development advice, self-help advice, this kind of stuff, often stops short of this. So I see a lot of stuff in the self-development, personal development, improvement, whatever space, that kind of just puts you on another treadmill. You know, it puts you on the treadmill of, health and fitness, you know, work out and and get fit and then get even more fit. And then you have a six pack, you need an eight pack now. You know, it's just like, it never ends, you know? It's just endless pursuit of more fitness. Hmm. And the same, obviously, like with money and career, you know, just make even more money, build a successful business, build an even more successful business, et cetera, et cetera. Invest and you just accumulate money forever, you know? And this is, I think, where where you then... Go from, you know, maybe you go from a treadmill that was worse for you to a treadmill that is better for you, that serves you better, at least to some extent, but you're still on a treadmill. Hmm. And and like I say, I think a lot of advice kind of stops short of going into, okay, but what now? What now? If you have gotten your shit together, if you've sorted yourself out, you've maneuvered yourself into a better place in life, what now? And this is where virtue and meaning comes in. And for example, I think that ethics, Is something that's what I mean by, you know, it's one of the things I mean by virtue, right? It's like, do you live a life that is just for you, that's just, you just do things that you want to do and that serve you and so on? Or do you, are you concerned with ethics? Are you concerned with living an ethical life? Which I think ideally everyone would be concerned with living an ethical life. This would be something that's on everyone's mind. But the problem is that the deeper you are in your own suffering, the less you have a capacity to care about and do something about things that are inside yourself. So yeah, maybe you, of, of course, we, we also see that, you know, you hear about environmental problems and you hear about social injustice and you hear about corruption and you hear about all kinds of problems. And many people do care about these problems, but they're, on the one hand, yeah, if you're if you're like broke and miserable and depressed and so on, and you don't have that much capacity to care about whatever the issue is. And also you don't you just don't have that much power. You don't have, and this brings us back to the topic of personal power, which you've talked about before. If you don't have a free minute in your day because you're, you know, you're working your minimum wage jobs trying to stay alive, um, if you you don't have two pennies to rub together, like what are you going to do, even if you're the most caring person in the world and you're aware of issues and you want to do something about them, what are you going to do? You don't have enough personal power to do anything. And for me, this is, this is one of the reasons, and this is kind of the answer to what next for all this self-development stuff. Raise your personal power, become a force to be reckoned with, and then actually do something instead of just being, you know, instead of just retweeting the thing. You know, uh, retweeting to raise awareness for the problem. No, do something about the problem. Use your personal power to do something about the
0: problem. So, in a sense, it's like start with yourself and and radiate that outwards. Exactly. Yes. Rather than starting out there when you've got so much, so little personal power. And on that note, just made me think of this now. There's something that I I very rarely save posts on Reddit, mm. but I saw I saw a post the other day on Reddit uh, of a guy who was basically expressing. Uh, on this subreddit unpopular opinions and this guy was basically having a big rant about being forced to care about everything all the time and it was the mo- it was a really heartfelt rant he went off on one and he was just it was just the the, the voice of a person who just got really tired of being s- subtly or not so subtly guilt tripped into not caring about various things and is like look I can barely afford groceries. Um I just broke up with my girlfriend 3 months ago and he just he just was laying into it saying listen I'm doing my best but I'm just one person and I'm sick of being forced and and guilt-tripped into into not caring about everything and feel, made to feel bad about it. I'm just trying to keep my head above water. Yeah. And I saved it because I was like I can feel the raw emotion in that and that is an example in my mind of a person who has so many things within his own life that he's trying to solve but then voices and communication from the from the outside and from online is basically saying you, you you know you should care about all these things it's like look i'm doing my best here mm-hmm. and i truly empathize with him when i read that that's why i saved it yeah and it just seems to me like it uh yeah it's 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 a person who's going through that same thing um where yeah. if they if they could get if they could get a handle on all these things i'm sure they would have the capacity to care about all that stuff and they do it voluntarily without anyone telling them to yeah it's like look if i if I had all my shit, if I had my shit firmly together in all these areas, then I would, I'd have something to give. But right now I've just, I'm on the back foot. I'm on the defensive in so many areas of my life. It's like, I, I, I'm struggling in this way. I couldn't help if I wanted to.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and I have, I have empathy for that too. It's, it, it is, it is really difficult. It's really difficult to be shown this stuff all the time, to be shown all these problems all the time. And, but yeah, to be in a place where it's just like, what am I supposed to do? I can barely take care of myself. And the other aspect of this, which which I is a message that is really important to me, because I feel like this is often miscommunicated. I, I, want, I want to be very clear about this. In my experience with my own life and with people I've worked with, it is absolutely possible to do what in this context we have called getting your shit together, which is to say that even if you have been stuck in this situation for years, where you have no personal power, you're suffering from all these things and you feel overwhelmed, it can feel like, well, th- this is just how it is. This is how life is. And I have to deal with this somehow. But it is absolutely possible to, to get your shit sorted out. It's absolutely possible that the stuff that most people are suffering from is thoroughly solvable. And it's it's not just a a matter of, you know, you can get a little bit better. You can be in a little bit better position. You can completely solve a lot of the things you're suffering from. And you can get yourself in a position where you have far more ability to actually do something. And I think that's important to realize. It's important to realize that you don't have to put up with being in this situation and being stuck there.
0: Mm -hmm. And there's something that motivates me um, in terms of getting my own shit together and it is the the idea in my mind that i'm doing this not purely for myself and so when i think about that for example i'll use one example so i'm in the process at the moment of uh, upgrading my dating life mm-hmm. and creating a sort of like more dating abundance in my life because it's an area in my life where i've, I've always felt like i didn't really have any control or any influence so I've been trying to sort that out, but it's not just for self-centered reasons. I often think about this um, when I, I feel like backsliding, I think, cause one day I want to have kids, right? And I want those kids to have a mother that is like, you know, I want those kids to have a wonderful mother. So it's not just me getting a hot girlfriend. It's not just about that. Although, yeah. although it's slightly about that, obviously, but it's about things I'm thinking about further down the line that involve other people. It's like my kids aren't even born yet but i still love them to bits even though they're not even around they're not even they're not even real but they're in my imagination mm-hmm. it's like look i don't you know i want to sort this problem out so that my kids have a, a wonderful loving caring human being of a mother um and it's it's a way of providing that motivation for myself to sort this out in, yeah, in a way yeah. that it's not just self-centered and that's just one example and health and fitness is another example too it's like i want to be not just alive I say my little brother's nine years old. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be alive and around for him, but I want to be my best, most energetic version when I'm around him and set a great example. Yeah. Um, so these are, just, these are just some things where you can use the promise of, of providing something to the greater community and the people in your life um, that sort of relates to something that you do for yourself.
1: Yeah, which, which is a, a really good point because sometimes the best thing you can do is work on yourself. You, you care about other people, you care about these problems, do the work on yourself to maneuver yourself into a position where you have a greater impact on these things instead of being stuck in your suffering, right? So yeah, that can be, that can also be a great motivator. Um, but you have to believe that you can actually get out. You have to believe that you can do the work to, to get there. Now, in the previous episodes, we've always talked about like the top three practical, simple, high leverage things to do for each of the topics. On this one is is a bit is a bit complicated. It, it's not as easy to just break it down into like do these three
0: things. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna solve the problem of, <laughs> of human meaning and virtue. Yeah. And we're gonna solve the meaning of life in three top tips.
1: <laughs> yeah, three tips. Exactly. So yeah, but we, we are gonna talk about like the three aspects that I think are the most important ones to build. And like I said before, this is something that you can you can aim to do this And you have to determine for yourself, is this something that I want to and can start doing right now? Or is this something where I want to level myself up to the point where I can do that? And the first is simply freedom from self-concern. So freedom from self-concern, what I mean by self-concern is just all the stuff about me. And this is also a potential trap of self-development because it is about me. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's about how can I be happy or how can I be smart or how can I be healthier? Or how can I be fit or how can I get things that I want and experience things that I want and so on. And, and that is good, but again, to some extent, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's a lot of people need more of that. Like, okay, you need to take care of yourself more, but it's, there's, it gets to a point where it's like, okay, now you're diving too deep into self-concern and it's also something that i think is a huge problem in you know this day and age basically that it's i think it's a bigger struggle than it's probably ever been before because we have we have all these we basically through social media i think social media fuels self concern like nothing ever fueled self concern before agreed right where you you are constantly like presenting yourself and getting feedback on how well you're doing in a way and seeing how other people present themselves And I think it really just fuels much too much about me thinking. And this is the source of a lot of suffering. The more you are concerned with what do other people think of me? How am I appearing? How can I, you know, how can I have more of this? How can I do better at this? The more of this I, I, I thing you have going on, the more you'll be suffering eventually. And so this is one of the things that working on self-development if you're doing it in the kind of way we've been talking about, right, where you're not just chasing some other thing, but you're actually really trying to grow as a person, one of the side effects is that you will see that your self-concern reduces over time. So, an example of this, for me, one of the strongest examples of this is when you develop self-acceptance, when you truly develop the sense that, and and I, I mention this because I think that self-acceptance is a very widespread issue where most people's default mode is that they feel like they're not really enough and that they're probably not worthy in some way. They're not really worthy of love or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, And this is something that the more you actually develop real self-acceptance, the more you get to the point where it's like, no, there's no reason for me to be any less worthy than anyone else. There's no reason why I am any less acceptable as a person than anyone else. The more deeply you develop that, the more that that voice of self-concern just kind of fades away. So it's like, oh, what do other people think of it? Well, it doesn't matter what other people think of you. It's fine, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, um becomes a point when, I mean, I, I reached this point through my my sort of self-development journey where I guess I reached a point, like a dark night of the soul. Like I, I went into the abyss with it because I was like, yeah, uh, and this was like a couple of years ago. It's like I was, you know, taking cold showers. and I was meditating all the time and I was going to the gym all the time. And I was like, I was... I was driven, although I didn't know at the time, I was driven by this this deep sort of shame. You know, I wasn't driven by a desire to to make myself better. I was more just like chased by my shame more than anything Mm -hmm. else. And I'd say that that would actually be the case for a hell of a lot of people. Um, But I realized at a certain point, I just I asked myself the question: What is all this for? Why the hell am I? Why am I developing myself? Who else does it benefit except for me? And just I I had to honestly ask myself the question in that way. And it was around that time when I started, uh, I joined a men's group, an online men's group, and we kept meeting. And we, we, we still meet every Saturday. And one of the things that the leader of the group, Chris, says is that, because uh, it's all about uh, developing healthy masculinity and stuff. Mm. And he said, a powerful man uses his power in the service of him, himself and others. Now, here's where I think that self-development kind of reaches a bit of a, um, a, bit of a roadblock. It's like myself, but what are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the, that's the question I don't see posed often in these circles. It's like, what do you do with that? You've, you've developed yourself. Who else benefits from it? that's a real question yeah um because I, I yeah i was i was doing all this stuff but it just i didn't see it benefiting benefiting anyone and it was this kind of undercurrent of um i'm just i just felt a little bit selfish you know mm. like it wasn't benefiting anyone else there's an interesting so there's an
1: interesting aspect to this right i want to explore this a little further because mm. On the one hand you have um so you can you can be doing something like working on your fitness or or trying to make more money or something like that right anything self-development related you can be doing that and there are like different levels to it because initially like I would say like the 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 weakest most toxic place to come from is if you're doing it because of external validation so you're doing it because of pressure you feel from others or because of an impression you want to make on others. So in other words, you know, I am working. I want to be fit because I want other people to look at me and be like, oh, this guy's fit. I want other people to like me or admire me or something like that. That's why I'm doing it. And like you say, that usually comes from shame, right? I feel like I'm not enough. My body is ugly. And so I have to make it, I have to do all this work so that I can, have other people tell me no 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 you you look good you know yeah that's like the worst place to come from the most kind of self-destructive most toxic place to come from and you can you can evolve from that to doing it for yourself it's like I I'm doing this not because no not so that you like me not so that you tell me I'm okay I'm doing this because I want this right I want to develop myself for me that is that's one step further but again it doesn't it takes you a bit further but it also then hits that limit of okay well now what that's what you were talking about was, okay I'm just doing all this stuff for me and then it becomes external again it's like well in what way can I serve others so instead of it from others to me in what what way does it go from me to others right yeah that, that's then the next step is okay how can I do this in a way that isn't just about me and I think there's a step even beyond that at least for some things where you're you're doing the thing because you want to be doing the thing so you're doing the thing for the sake of doing it. And it's not because you want this outcome, not because you want this person's approval, not because you feel like you have to, not because other people, it's just I'm doing the thing because this is how I choose to spend my time on earth.
0: Yeah. And, and I think a simple question that helped, that helped me, and I think I saw this on someone's Facebook post at some point was, um, what would I do? What would I, how would I spend my time? And what would I do if no one could see it?
1: Mm, that's great. Or
0: yeah. it's like, would I do this if no, it, would I still do this if nobody saw? Yeah. If and literally no other eyes, no one validated this at all, not another human being on the planet knew that I was I was engaging in this activity, would I do it? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people that engage in this crazy ass self development project, it's like, all right, with no Facebook, no Instagram, no nothing, you can't even tell anyone about it. And if you're in the gym and what have you, you're in there alone. Yeah. Would you, st- would you still go? I think you could trim off a hell of a lot of things, and um, I think it's a really good question to ask, and yeah. and you reach some interesting conclusions about about what you're actually up to.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, I like it. All right, so that's the idea that in general, and I, I think that's that's something that I would just as a you know as a more practical kind of thing, I would encourage anyone on the pursuit of self development to keep an eye out for that and look at how how much self concern is going on like how much of my mind space is taken up by self-concern and and can i step beyond that right can i find ways to to lessen that and again like the the most direct intervention i know of is is to develop self-acceptance and to develop self-acceptance via writing you write about the things that are um that are the causes or the the stories you tell yourself as to why you're not enough and this is also something you know we'd probably make a separate piece of content all about how to do that because that we could go pretty deep on that. But that's the idea of self-concern. The second thing that I think is a very, and this is is a more practical thing you can do to kind of step into this virtue and meaning uh, phase of development is to think about what can you do to empower others? So not only, because for me, this goes a step beyond serving others, which is obviously a very noble thing to do. Like you say, you know, with your family um, with, or in your case, with your future family, right? It's like, you're you thinking about how do I serve these people? And I think family is the perfect example of that. I think anyone who, who starts a family has a strong experience of that, where it's like, oh, suddenly it's not just about me anymore. How do I serve and help these people? And again, a step beyond that is how do I empower others? Now I can talk about this a bit from my experience in entrepreneurship, because I started as a, as a solopreneur, I did various like business projects just by myself. And then I started working with other people and eventually hiring teams and so on. And this is a struggle that many entrepreneurs experience because you're used to doing everything yourself. You're used to working in this solo mode. And then the the easiest thing and also the thing that we're usually shown as a model is you, you tell other people what to do. So it's like you use other people like tools, you know, so you need to do this following this, you know, this procedure and you have to do a good job. Otherwise I'm going to be mad at you and you get fired and stuff like that, you know? Um, but if you, it's, I mean, and I think you can build probably a fairly large organization working like that. It's like, you just have everyone do the thing that you've assigned them to do. But if you really want to create something that's, that's more excellent, then you have to at some point empower people. You have to empower people. And, you know, at the very least, you have to empower like your management team to to do their thing, to keep everyone else in line, basically. And ideally, you empower everyone. You empower everyone to do their best work. And from a like a founder entrepreneur perspective, eventually you want to empower everyone to the point where they don't need you anymore. And that can be pretty hard to do because we you know we like to feel needed and stuff right yeah but really to me that's like the ultimate success of um of of building a business up is you build it up to the point where this business doesn't need you anymore where you know if i get hit by a bus today everything just keeps going it's everything's fine you know mm-hmm. um that is kind of a successful like at that point you've built a business and you you haven't just like created a job for yourself and gotten some other people involved you know
0: i think that could be a really good a really good sort of litmus test to see if you're empowering people or you're creating this kind of caretaker dynamic. Yeah. And my personal experience with this is through personal training, actually. I mean, doing this podcast, I've seen so many parallels with what we're talking about and so many points of reference. That's pretty cool. Um, But when I trained clients, it, it became clear to me that a client that, say, they were with me for six months, I know. I knew that I would have done a good I knew that I did a good job if after six months they did not need me anymore. Yeah. If after a year they were still like, oh what should I do? It's like I've somehow dropped the ball there Mm. because I've not empowered them, because they still they still need me or they feel like they need me or they don't feel confident doing this on their own. So the same thing could be applied to a business, I guess. It's like if I've got a twenty twenty people in the business and they're all like, oh Shane. (laughs) <laughs> help how yeah. what do we do? Like um okay guys I've been working with you for like a year now. <laughs> yeah. Then that's kind of a it's not a
1: good sign, yeah.
0: But one thing I wanted to ask is what so what do you mean? I know it seems pretty obvious and I kind of have a rough idea in my mind, but what do you mean when you say empower people?
1: Mm-hmm. So you want to give people the ability to um you want to you want to give people the ability and the circumstance to do their best. So if you think about and let's you know let's start with let's say a simple example. Let's say we hire a designer, and so this person is they are hired in part because of a skill set they have of doing design work. And so then the question is, under what circumstances that does this person do the very best design work they can do? And in a way, the way I think of this is almost like like I think about my personal development, but then projected onto another person. Mm. So I know that. The work that I do, right? And again, we, we can use an inversion. We've talked about this before as a mental model. We can use an inversion for this, to think about this. If I were hired for, I, I don't know, let's say doing marketing work, I can imagine circumstances under which you would get very little value out of me. So if you were to say, okay, you're you're doing marketing work here, but but here's how it works. You have to... Follow these procedures. Everything has to be standardized. If you have an idea, you have to fill out these forms and ask for approval, and it usually takes two weeks before they get back to you. And most of the workday is like long, long, drawn-out meetings where just everybody has to be in these meetings, even though most of the time we're talking about stuff that doesn't apply to you. And and yeah, any, and you're expected to answer every email within seconds and, and you're constantly getting messages and so on, right? That's the work environment, and those are the work requirements but your task is do marketing so that we get you know that we get more sales hmm how would i what would i do here right like you could hire me under these circumstances in a company like that with this kind of you know micromanaging control and and these circumstances i maybe i couldn't do any, make any difference to this business you know so clearly there there's a set of circumstances under which the value i i was hired for would just disappear and on the other hand there's a set of circumstances like if you give me that the right amount of creative freedom and you give me you make it like easy for me to do my best work and you give me space and time to do my best work and you give me clear guidelines of, uh, of of you know what's expected you give me the resources i need and so on that is more a circumstance where you would start getting the best out of me and where i can make a real difference to that business's bottom line and so that's how i think about anyone who works for me right there there are circumstances under which they will do their best work and those circumstances are not the same for everyone. So for me, basically, I need loads and loads of freedom. If you just tell me, we, you know, make more money for this business and you say nothing else and you just let me do my thing, that's that's basically where you get the best of me. For, and for other people, they need more guidance. They They maybe need more of a social aspect, whatever, right? So one of the goals is to discover what is that? What does this person need to unfold their full potential and to even go beyond that where it's like, how can I help this person kind of do better than they even realized they could? How can I encourage this person to um, you know, to, to further their learning and their skill building? And how can I kind of um, fan the flames of this person's skill and creativity? Hmm. And that's what I try to create. Um, yeah, and that's what I think of as like empowering someone, empowering someone to do their best, but also empowering someone by, by leveling them up, by helping them level up and do better.
0: Got ya. And that answer you gave is, is obviously influenced and pay- painted quite heavily by your experience as an entrepreneur and yeah. working with teams and managing teams and stuff. But I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sure you must have something for this, but I'm just thinking how a person who is not a, mem- not a part of a team, um, mm. who can, how can they empower the growth of other people and find v- more virtue and meaning in, in doing so? Yeah. And something came up for me was um, something – this is like an idea that I've shared with you uh, previously – that you really loved actually is the idea of complimenting people behind the back <laughs> yeah. i don't know if this is i mean i don't know whether it falls into the category of empowering the growth of other people but it does seem to um diminish a hell of a lot of that that self-concern mm-hmm. because when you're set like when uh, like self-concern is essentially just ego yeah an ego kind of it kind of locks you in this this self-created mind created prison where you see people suspiciously and you, you, see, you see everything as a competition of which you've got to win. Mm-hmm. So in order to win, you've got to drag other people down. And it's all, it, the thing is, it doesn't even make you feel good. So the ego will tell you, this is, all, this is all very necessary. Go on, that person, I want that person to have less so we can have more, etc. We, we need to win the game. But the process of doing this just makes you absolutely miserable. Now, one of the most easiest ways and it just a, a kind of a thing that I've, I've made a habit is to just compliment people behind the back. There's nothing in it for the ego. Mm-hmm. there's nothing in it for you it's like no one you know that that person isn't going to be like oh thank you very much and you get the validation from the thank you you're saying i'm complimenting this person behind their back they'll never know i think it's genius yeah i think that's genius because
1: it is like it's very indirectly i think empowering someone because what you're re- kind of doing is you're it's ve- like very subtle social engineering in favor of that person and and i think that is it's, it's certainly uplifting in some ways um so yeah, I think that that is actually good. <laughs> that's a good example. Of, uh, right. Very practical, like do that. <laughs> that's, that's a cool example. Another thing I want to say, and this is all something we've talked about on the team before, is um, just be supportive. Just show up in someone's life as someone who basically says, listen, I'm going to listen to you. I'm, you know, I'm going to take an interest in you. I'm going to listen to what you have to say. And I'm, si- I'm simply going to have your back. You know, If you say, hey, I want to learn skateboarding, I'm like, cool, that's awesome. And just that, you know, I'm not going to, I'm just going to be there for you. And, and basically, and obviously if there's something specific I can help with, you know, if you're like, oh, my skateboard broke and I'm like, oh, I, I have an old skateboard that I'm not using. Here you go. That's like active support. But even just, just being like, yeah, I think it's great that, you're, that you want to learn skateboarding. Awesome. Tell me more about it, right? That it, there's actually, you can have such a big impact on people By just being in their corner by default, just being like, look, whatever you're into, like whatever you're, I'm just, I'm just here to support your growth and your path, whatever, whatever form that takes. And that's just my attitude. And even if there's nothing like I can't teach you skateboarding, there's nothing I can do specifically here. But if I'm just like, yes, I'm in favor of this. I think this is great you want to talk about it let's talk about
0: skateboarding that's it that is empowering of other people you're a man of many talent shane i mean (laughs) i mean who knows you could just whip out oh by the way i skateboard.
1: (laughs) skateboard i don't don't know not going to be a skateboard tricks compilation with me in it anytime soon
0: god damn it (laughs) but um another thing just i want to say on the empowering the growth of other people because it it relates more to the second point than just to the third one Mm. and it relates quite quite well to to virtue and meaning so um so i I shared with you recently how there's this there's this part of me and this is like a personal example i'm sure that a few people can relate to this as well Uh, there's like a part of me and i don't know i don't know where this came from but there's a part of me that can feel quite inadequate in certain situations i won't go into specifics but this is fine Um, can feel quite inadequate in certain situations and the the impulse is for me to drag people down and I can, I can feel it come up and I'm glad I'm really self-aware about this stuff. Cause it means that I can choose another alternative. Cause if I wasn't aware of it, then I would just act straight away and then probably not notice it and then justify it later when it comes to a head and all this stuff. But there, there is a part of me that wants to, that when it comes up, the, the egoic part of me that thinks that it needs in order to protect itself, in order to, to feel adequate, it needs to do that by dragging other people down. Now, one thing I've clocked onto recently, I've become really aware of, is the value in doing the precise opposite of that mm-hmm. and how this helps me feel connected to the world and to the and to people, which in the topic of virtue and meaning provide, seems to provide my life with more virtue and meaning than anything else. When I can see within myself that there is a very real animalistic primal impulse to compete and to drag other people down and to just be aggressive and just, like, and just shove everyone away and just this and that and i can observe that absorb it and choose to do the precise opposite in favor of the greater good in favor of love in favor of being like helpful to other people i feel straight up connected to everyone else and this it, it really does provide me with virtue and meaning in that way and i think that's partly because it kind of it kind of diminishes this self-concern and i'm really glad you put freedom from self-concern down there um mm. so yeah maybe this relates
1: yeah, totally. I think that's that's a great. Um, well, in your case, it's very much about empowering other people because it's like the the little devil on your shoulder says, "Don't do that. Do the opposite." And I think it's also actually an interesting thing, like for every, anyone who has rebellious tendencies, like if you have this this voice in your head that says, "Oh, you know, do the thing," you can be like, "How about no? I'm going to do the opposite of what you say." you know what now <laughs> how about that <laughs> yeah and i think that like certain people like i'm one of those i have super strong rebellious tendencies so for me it's much easier to rebel against something than to comply with something you know and it's actually that you can use that like as a, as a personal growth tool you know mm. like uh rebel against the suggestions that the voice in your head makes or yeah. at least that one you know the little gnome in your head anyway
0: <laughs> the little gnome yeah yeah i think that's a good that's a good metaphor is that we all have that like a little devil or a little gnome mm-hmm. or whatever mythical creature uh that's just telling goblin. us to, yeah a goblin or something or whatever or, or i don't know i was trying to think of a really obscure greek mythological one yeah but i can't at the moment uh, damn we'll, we'll we'll fix it in post <laughs> we'll fix it in post just insert it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but uh but yeah now i've I've lost the thread <laughs> never mind <laughs> carry on um
1: so another so we've talked about some examples now like empowering others right and i think you can you can do this as like a teacher a mentor a coach you can do this as just a supportive friend. You can also do it as like a patron of someone. You know, it's like you can you can basically be an enabler, but in the sense of you enable someone's growth and you enable someone's good habits, you know? And and I think there's just loads of ways in which, in which you can do this. And even like charitable work and donations and things belong in this category. That's one of the things, if you increase your financial power, you can say, I'm going to give a bunch of money to these people over here who are doing something that I think is great. It's like, I'm not going to be doing that. I'm not going to be spending my time fixing this problem in the world, but I'm empowering you guys with my money, you know? So that is empowering others. So let's get to the third point, which is in a way the most obvious one, which is, you know, have a greater mission in life. Like work on something that is that is clearly outside yourself. And that is often uh, the, the thing that the purpose kind of comes down to, you know? It's like, what are you doing? Like you said before, that is not just for you. And a good question to ask here, so this is, again, this is kind of the practical how you can explore this, is there's there's a a two-part question here. The first part you may be familiar with already, which is like, what would you do if you just overnight got like a billion dollars, no strings attached, right? So you basically have unlimited money pretty much. Um, You have an amount of money that you can never spend. Anything you've ever wanted, you can buy now, and you never have to work a day in your life again. So what would you do? And you can think of, what, what are like some of the first things you would do with this? And you can also think of like, maybe you'd be like, okay, I'm just going to take a vacation. We'll chill on a beach somewhere. What would you do like after a few weeks or months of that? So once you've done the, the thing, you know, you got it out of your system, basically. It's like, okay, what now? What would you do? And the things that, that seem important to you to do, even when, yeah, money is just no concern anymore at all, are usually connected to something that is meaningful to you on a, on a deeper level. Right, hmm. And then, so that's a useful exercise to do. Yeah? What would you do if you got a billion dollars overnight, no strings attached? How would your life look like, like in the next few weeks and then maybe a year from now? Then the, the second part of this question, which you can use to dig even deeper, is like, what if you got a billion dollars but you also got everything else that you want. So you got the admiration of your peers. You know, the, your your dad tells you that he's proud of you. Your yeah, you you got the woman of your dreams or the partner of your dreams. You you published the best-selling book. You know, it's already happened. You don't even have to write it in. It's already happened. Everyone's like, oh my god, you're so good. You won the Oscar. You whatever. Everything that you want, everything internal, external, emotional, material, everything you already have immediately. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an interesting, you know, the genie curses you by giving you absolutely everything you could have ever wished for. <laughs> what now? And this is, this is in many ways, a more difficult question to answer. Mm-hmm. But this is, if you really want to dig deep and figure out what purpose could I align myself with, this or, is the question to ask. Yeah,
0: yeah I'm thinking now. As far as I can tell, this is a pretty damn fundamental question. Do you have an answer to that, Shane? Uh, so the short answer is yes, that I, w- I would
1: do... The things that are, it's again, like about being process oriented and doing the things that you do, even if there's no reward and even if there's nothing else. And of course, so for example, for me, I really like teaching and I really like, you know, creating interesting, like intense growth experiences for people. And of course you could, depending on how you want to formulate this question, you could, you could somehow try to make, well, that's already happened somehow too, but it's like, well, it doesn't matter. I want to do another one, you know, Mm -hmm. like, okay, you've already uh, created the amazing, super intense workshop for people and it's been a super a huge success. Okay, I, I want to do another one because the reason I want to do this is not to say I've done it or to make money or something. I want to do the thing, you mm. know?
0: It's part of an ongoing mission. Yeah.
1: And so it's essentially like, it's, it's like you can say, well, what would you do? Well, I would eat the pizza. And then, but you've already ate, eat, eaten the pizza. Yeah, I'll have another one. You know what I mean? So that is that is kind of the, essentially that's the loophole. You know, whereas it's, it doesn't matter. Even if I've had loads of pizzas, I'm going to have another one. You know,
0: you know, your audience, you know, you're talking to, <laughs> <laughs> you knew you knew that example would resonate with me. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's a really, that's a really good question. And I'm thinking right now, it's like, because uh, for this apprenticeship that you ran with us, you kind of asked something similar mm-hmm. on the, on the intake form. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, male suicide prevention came up for me. Right. Yeah. I was like i asked myself that question i was like damn but if that was all taken care of what would what would that be and it's like something to do with male suicide prevention yeah and i I just i often thought to myself and i still do it's still part of my overall mission actually is to see at what point i can i can um i can intervene on this this track Mm -hmm. there's like um I, i won't go off topic but yeah it's it was it was that and it's right now the question would if I, if I answer the question honestly, it's like I would if I had a billion, if i had a billion or multiple billion, I would run free, uh, like really kick-ass free retreats for men, like the best retreats you have ever seen. The kind of retreats that people would pay like three grand for a weekend, and then I'd be like, hey, you're uh, it's okay, you're 21, you clearly can't afford this. Just come along anyway. Yeah. Like, don't worry, I'm a billionaire. Don't you yeah. do? Don't you worry about money? I'll worry about the money. Come along, <laughs> have a good time. You know? yeah. I mean, for me, that also like the short answer to this question is I would do everything that we're
1: planning to do with Ikario, <laughs> but probably for free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Precisely. So, and yeah, another thing, another kind of thing to think about here on this topic of having a greater mission, something I also invite everyone to think about is something we talked about in the social episode on, on kind of starting to build a tribe. And bringing people together, like inviting people into an experience that you want to have, whatever that experience is, right? You you want to have people to have long conversations with, you want to have people to talk about books with, you want to be people to play video games with or whatever, you, you, you start building that tribe. And a next level thing is like, start leading that tribe, you know, start like taking responsibility for trying to create the best possible experience and, and like building a strong tribe essentially. And mm. also... You can then start, you know, including people in the tribe who would need to be part of the tribe, even if they're not necessarily the people, because initially you select the people you want to hang out with, right? And as your personal power grows, as you develop, you can get into the situation where it's like, look, you're going to be part of my, or I'm going to invite you into my tribe, not because... I want to spend time with you because that's good for me, but because I think you need this. I think that this is good for you. And maybe it's a bit difficult for me initially, right? To deal with, maybe you have some issues or whatever. Maybe initially it's difficult for me. And essentially, if it's just from the, you know, from a hedonic perspective, it's like, well, this is less fun now, you know, for a while, (laughs) but I'm inviting you in here because I think that's good for you. And because I want to raise you up. Um, and and that is something I think also that very specifically we can do. That is really far removed from like you. You don't need a billion dollars to do that. You don't need yeah. You, you don't need much to do that. You know you can start building a tribe and you can start working on empowering and uplifting that tribe and then expanding that tribe. Um, and that is something that's outside you. That's something that is very much a a you know a purpose that gives you something to work on that you do for the sake of doing it and not for some egoic
0: reason yeah and it's it's cool that you you place such an emphasis on um a try like try building and things that are beyond you and i wonder if you had this uh, if you had like a a billion i don't think i I wonder if if people really ask themselves if i had a billion what would i do Mm -hmm. i wonder i'm thinking like 95 percent people really soul-searched of people would be like i'd do something the thing that they would choose to do would involve other people in some way Mm -hmm. like no matter what no matter how rich you are just you'll naturally gravitate towards that even if right now you just you're just treading water in your own life and you're trying your best just to put out put out your own fires and stuff yeah if all of that was was relieved and you did not have to worry about that as a default you'd want to bring people together i would say yeah and the people that don't do that now there's a great there's a great movie and jonas is going to absolutely love this jonas the camera guy is a film nut um there's a movie called There Will <laughs> There Will Be Blood with Daniel Day Lewis in it. Now, this if you've not seen this movie, watch this movie because this is the this is the um a story of basically a guy who achieves material wealth and billions through uh, oil companies, but at the but while dragging everyone else around him down and doing the precise opposite of tribe building. Mm. And not to provide any spoilers, but basically. He is just this miserable billionaire who can't trust anyone. He is an absolute miserable guy who has billions of stu- billions of dollars, but he just, he just doesn't, um, he, he, he can't connect to anyone. His family have disowned him and stuff. M- minor spoiler, but, um, but yeah, but that's like, that's a, a thing that came to mind. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. yeah, if you had billions, you'd probably invest it in helping other people and building a tribe.
1: Oh yeah. Or, or even just doing something with other people. It's like, unless it's shared, it's kind of pointless. And that you know, that's maybe a good way to tie this whole thing off. Right, the the entire idea of virtue and meaning and talking about this is to that's the example of what you don't want to do. You don't want to become that guy, right? Where it's like, yeah, there's great success. You know, everything you've done, you've been successful at, but you're miserable. You hate yourself, and and so on, right? So it's like it's thinking about these things of the topics of virtue and meaning are are what can steer you away from that and towards a much more positive development. I think that's why it's important. So with that, those are the, the six pillars of getting your shit together. And we've covered that. And of course, we'd love to hear feedback. We'd love to hear any questions you have, anything that you wanna have us dive in further, but also in the next episode, We're going to talk about, it's basically going to be one more, it's like a how to get your shit together bonus episode, because it's the one thing that is a pretty serious problem. It is possible that even if we have just managed to give like the best advice in the world, this is all pointless. And the the one thing we have to cover, the one thing we have to talk about to make sure that this isn't pointless is what we'll talk about in the next episode.
0: Oh, a cliffhanger. Did you hear that? You hear that? That was a pro cliffhanger right there. We're in Shooting like a... next week to see if Batman survives. <laughs> don't, even, don't even finish your sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Just cut the sentence off halfway. They're like, watch the next one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. All right. And as usual, uh, with this the URL for the show notes for this one are ikario.com forward slash 007. And you can subscribe on YouTube and on iTunes and whatever you use to listen to podcast. Also, wait, it's called Apple Podcasts now. Review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and say nice things about us to us.
0: And subscribe via carrier pigeon. (laughs) Yes. This option is coming soon. (laughs) All right. All right. That's it. See you in the next one. Take care. Thank you.